Welcome, you're now in a good place. This is the Rainmakers Podcast with your host, Cheryl Alcorn. Hi everyone, this is Cheryl Alcorn and I am the author of the Rainmakers Prayer Study Guide. Wow, I tell you what, I have just been so pumped up and I, I, I just believe that we're in a new season and God wants to do some things in us and through us that he's been planning to do. And he's looking for people that are willing to stand in the gap. And that means to stand in the gap and pray. And uh, yes, I guess from a very young age, I was praying, but then there was a time in my life that I did not pray at all, but it was because I was never taught the Lord. But now I understand as I look back and I see all the history of my life and I can see how God's hand was on me and for such a time as this, that God would bring forward my life to help teach on prayer through the understanding of what took place in my life. And that's just a whole nother thing, but I can't talk about that right now. Hopefully one of these times I could come to your church. I am a public speaker. I would love to be able to come and share with you. I have so many things I would love to share. Um, so that's the invitation. You can get a hold of me at rainmakersquest.com. And so, yeah, just, you know, think about what your needs are. And, you know, I can come in as a consultant too. I work in children's ministry. I've done that for 15 plus years. I do love to help churches develop their kids' ministry. I do costume ministry. I have my own costumes that God developed in my walk with him as I was teaching children um, in my church. So God is a God of the gifts, and he's going to give us all kinds of gifts because he wants us to use them to bring his kingdom here on the earth to its completion. But one of the things that I wrote down here, because um, I'm going to be talking to you about God being your refuge, and I'm going to be talking to you about a story in the book of 2 Samuel 23, and it's a story about David and how he was in a cave called Adunum. Adunum, I think I'm pronouncing it right. And so, but before I, I, I talk to you about that story, I wrote something down here. It says, it is when we are in the seemingly impossible circumstance that turns out to be the thing that God uses to transform us. And when we look back on last year and everything that happened, if we really were journaling, and some people do journal, I do write in my prayer study guide a lot. And I have so many notes in here. And in fact, let me just read something I wrote. It says, God's ascension is for our reception of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit wants to walk with us and teach us and guide us and help us. Because that's what we receive when we receive Christ. And so in this hour of impossible circumstances that are happening around us, we need to ask God to help transform us so that we can get his perspective on what's going on. One of the tactics that Satan uses because he knows that you sit with God in heavenly places, he wants you to come out of your authority. He wants you to step down in to his plane. 
And he did that temptation with Jesus when Jesus went into the desert and he was there for 40 days. In the very first temptation, we know it was, of course, Satan's going to come and say, hey, Jesus, you're thirsty, you're hungry. Take these stones, there's a stone, and turn them into food. And Jesus replied, thus saith the Lord, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So the mouth of God is God's word. This is our conversation with God. This is why we need to read the word of God. This is why we need to spend time with God. This is the reason why we need to read and pray what we know to God so that he knows that we know what he has said, but not only know what he knows what he has said, but believe in what he said. Now that's the key of faith because when we believe in what he says, then guess what? We can do um, what Gideon did when he was on the threshing floor. Lord, where are the blessings of my forefathers as I was being held captive by the Midianites for seven years? I want to know, Lord, where's the blessings? And God comes along and he says, hey, Gideon, guess what? You're the mighty man of valor. You do it. You do what I'm asking you to do and I will help you do it. You got to read the story. It's great. Book of Judges. But that's not the story today. But what I'm reminding you of is that God has called you to be a mighty warrior. So God is your refuge. He's your strength. And so the story is about David. And David is in a cave. And, and like I said, it's called Adullam. Maybe I said it wrong before. And in that story in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 13, it says, Then three of the 30 chief men went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam. And the troop of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephim. David was then in the stronghold and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, oh, that someone would give me a drink from the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem and was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. Now, I have to tell you, when I read that, that just, I mean, it just caught my attention like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because you know what? God is saying something to us too. Because see, I believe that when David went in that cave, he went in with fear. But he didn't come out that way. He came out with a new sense of purpose, knowing that his life meant something something, but so did all the people around him, around him. He had like 400 men around him. He had these 30 men of valor around him. He knew that is just as much as he knew himself, he needed to take care of those around him too, because he knew that united they stand. Now, when I think about that impossible situation when his three mighty men went 
to the well of Bethlehem. The Philistines were there. And the Philistines, as we know, they were not their friends. They were their rivals. And because of that, they had to go in with a purpose, saying, today I'm going to do something that I know I need to do no matter what. And if this is God's plan, which it was, and his purpose, which it was, that God will protect me no matter what. That's really what God is saying today. God is going to protect you no matter what. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Jeremiah 33.3 God wants us to call upon him. David knew that the people that were around him, their lives were just as valuable as his. We all have different things going on in our life. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. So when we see that difference, pray. Pray for the people that you see. Don't go and say, oh, did you notice that person? Or, oh, did you notice that person? No, that is your duty at that point to pray and say, Lord, I pray right now that you will strengthen my brother, my sister, Lord God, that they will build that confidence inside of them that they need right now, Lord God, that they'll seek you out, Lord, with God, all the desires of their heart, Lord, that they're going to do what you've planned for them to do. That's what God wants us to do. So, God wants to be your refuge. So I wrote this down, and, and I love it because I love that song, This Is How I Fight My Battles. And I know we've all sang that song. And it says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. So the question is today, do you really believe that David thought he was all alone when he was in that cave? No, he already knew God. He knew God from the very young time. Do you know, and I, had, I really didn't know till just recently how old David was. He was 15 when he fought Goliath. But he had been in the field. He had been fighting the lion and the bear out there in the field. He'd been doing what he was called to do. He was a shepherd. He was doing that, and he was being consistent with it. And when the time came, God said, now it's time for you to fulfill your purpose that I've created for you. So when he was in that cave, he knew he wasn't fighting that battle alone. He knew that even though all those mighty men of valor were with him, all the men that he had were with him, but he knew that God was the covering over him. That cave became his covering. It became like the solitude of his life. And yes, it was a protection. But we have to look back now and say, Lord, I know that's what you did for me last year. I know that you helped me through one of the most difficult times in history, the most difficult times in my life, where at some point in time, I might have even said, Lord, is that what I see going to come against me? And God says, there's more surrounding you than coming against you. There's more surrounding you than coming against you. In my prayer study guide, and then I'm going to end it with this, I have a place in here all about angels. And I already gave my testimony about my visitation with angels. I tell you what, I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. But on page 65, it says, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to release your angels. 
to minister strength, power, and revelation to complete your eternal plan in my life and my family's life. Do you know if you just prayed that prayer every day, that's enough. The Word of God declares, for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Bam. There is no weapon formed against you that will prosper. There is nothing from the evil realms of hell that will take you out if you believe. I don't know about you, and this is an old saying, but it just came on my mind, so I'm going to say it. I, I want to ride shotgun with Jesus. I want him to drive, not me. But Jesus wants me on board with him. When he created Adam and Eve and they were in the garden, he wanted to walk with them in the cool of the day. He wanted to have fellowship. He gave them all dominion, all power. That same power that he created then is even more powerful now because now the Savior, the one that took your sin, the one that died for your eternal life is now seated at the right hand of his Father and he's making intercession for you because he is the high priest praying for you. I want you to get a hold of this, people. I want you to zap fear out of your mind. I don't want fear to be present in your life. I don't want fear to haunt you all the time and make you think that it's going to consume you. I I'm going to tell you this, okay, because I'm not afraid to talk about the things I go through. But let me tell you what, after I had that car accident, I felt fear for the first time in many years. And I want you to know that fear was so real that I really believed that I could not drive anymore. No, I really, I'm going to tell you that. And I started praying. I said, oh God, this is not you. Oh God, you are the God of peace, not the God of fear. Oh God, I need you to deliver me out of this. And we call it PTSD, people. I don't want that in me any longer, Lord. And God is slowly showing me how to walk now after that situation. But I have to pray and ask God to give me that peace. Ask God to give me that confidence that I will be safe and secure under his shadow. So I'm going to say a prayer for you. And then uh, my hope is, is that you will invite me to your church so I can give you some more things that I have on my heart. But Father God, I thank you for every person that's watching and listening, Lord God. You know where they're at exactly. Your word says they, those you foreknew, you predestined. And Lord, I know, Father, right now you have stirred us up, Lord. God, you are showing us exactly what we need to do and what we need to let go of. Father God, right now I pray for the delivering power of Almighty God El Shaddai to come upon us, Lord God that we will shut that door that's been haunting us, that fear that's been haunting us, those thoughts and those memories that have been haunting us, that door is shut right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak peace over the people. I speak, Father God, just like you spoke to that wind that was coming against that boat that was in the sea. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that we will become 
the peacemakers in the earth, that people will know that the believers of God are peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. And I say that in Jesus' name, amen.